Hey there, I'm Janie Budnick, the pet sitter guru and founder of Pet Biz Hive and Pet Biz MBA. The Pet Biz Hive podcast is a space for pet business owners to still get all those things done while getting some tips and business education in their ears. So pop in an earbud and get ready for the buzz. Hey guys, welcome to our new series that we are heading into for the next four weeks. This new series is going to be on sales funnels. Now, our last series was on hiring. Um, I do have, of course, a lot of education to roll out, but right now I am really focused on what I am hearing that y'all need. So I have seen a lot of questions out there about sales funnels. What are they? What you do with them? How do you track customers coming in? How do you get more customers? How do you deal with the customers you currently have? Uh, What is the best process for moving your customer through your sales funnel? And how do you best follow up with them after the sale just for a couple of things? So again, we're doing a series over four weeks. This week, we are going to be starting, um, starting out with just defining really what a sales funnel is, what marketing really is and is not, the different types of marketing, and really talking about the sales funnel and how you move someone through that process. So let's go ahead and get started with a little bit of information on that. Now, this time I'm going to be using a presentation screen, so bear with me while I go through and share my screen. Okay. So hopefully that puts you on my Canva presentation screen. We will hope that you are seeing what I am seeing here on this live video. This is really just an overview example of what a sales funnel looks like. Uh, Of course, if you look at it, it is shaped G, kind of like a funnel. So if you've never seen the concept of a marketing sales funnel before, arrows on the top, That is going to be everything that you have out there that is leading people to you. That is going to be your frontline marketing. And of course, there is going to be a lot more people. Maybe they see you on Facebook. They are searching and they find your website. They see an article that you've written. They see an ad that you put out there. All of those things, even word of mouth, are going to be your top line marketing. So all those people are going to the top of this funnel. And then gradually you are going to be going through these people, taking them through your process. And you're going to be narrowing down who those ideal clients are for your company. You get them through, of course, that sales process that you have. And then you are going to have your sale and your nurturing series towards the end. This is really quite simplified. Of course, you know, they're much more complex than this. I want to break it down on that marketing phase on the top. Let's kind of talk about that a little bit more. And we are going to explain what upstream marketing is first. Now, I want you to think of your entire sales process from your client's perspective. What what is your potential client wanting? What are the main services that are going to solve their particular problem? What would they 
want to see in order to choose you and be wowed by you. So this is really the big picture view. This is where you're determining what they want and you are segmenting your marketplace. By segmenting, that means you are identifying those key demographics, types of people that you are wanting to service. You will not be the perfect person for everyone. So you need to figure out what segment of your market you are most passionate about serving and you are the best at serving. So let's think about some market segments. Perhaps you work in a rural area and you really enjoy working with small farms of less than, well, I guess not really farm, this would be considered a farm terribly with less than 20 pets, but perhaps that's really what you're looking for. Or you are going to have a segment of specifically horses. That's what you're passionate about. And that is the market segment that you are going to work with. Uh, perhaps you are um, in an area where you want to focus on seniors and taking care of seniors and their pets. Maybe you have defined that your target market is young urban professionals. So that's what I mean by segmenting your marketplace, choosing the most important one or two to you, because again, you cannot be everything to everyone. And this is an opportunity for you to niche down and really target those people that you can most successfully serve because they will hear that in your marketing and you want to make sure that your marketing message is very clear and they know when they read it that you are talking straight to them. So uh, whenever you're thinking about your upstream marketing, this is going to be that high level 30,000 foot view. So you're gonna think from their perspective, the entire process. You're gonna think about their experience when they're researching a pet when they're actually getting their pet, when they need to go through training their pet, when they actually realize that they need a service for whatever reason, any kind of education that they receive when they're learning about their pets, any type of updates and resources, and then all the way down to what that first contact with your company should be like, what their onboarding process should be like, what they should experience when they actually use your service and you have your service fulfillment phase. And then, of course, we don't want to just have a transactional experience with them. That We want it to be relational. So how do we follow up with them and how do we engage them and make sure that we are top of mind for the next time they need us? So that is what you're thinking about with your upstream marketing is the entire process. This is the long term view of what you want that entire marketing experience to be for them. Next, we are going to talk a little bit about our downstream marketing. Now, downstream marketing is your game plan. So we have your overall big picture with upstream and your downstream marketing is going to be your game plan. You are bringing it down to the field and we are figuring out how we are going to present your client with what they want and how our services are the solution to their problem. So this is going to be your actual ads, your branding, your promotions, your communication, all of those aspects that you're working directly with the client. 
So this is going to be that social media marketing that you do in your plan there. It's going to be any direct marketing that you might have. It's going to be using a customer relationship management software to provide newsletters or updates or any kind of a nurturing process that you might have for them. So we need to dig a little bit further into this funnel. So I did have the same funnel diagram in our recession webinar. I do just want to dig a little bit deeper to, into it to explain it. So our first little ring up there on the funnel, you need to consider all of the touches that you can have on this client in every step of that sales funnel. So think first, before that person comes into your funnel, who are they going to have contact with before you? So if you have someone who has rescued a pet, they are going to be in contact with the rescue organization. So there is an opportunity for you to touch that person before they even recognize that there is a need for dog walking, adventure walks, for your boarding services, for your pet care services when they travel, for your grooming, whatever you might have. Who else is out there that is going to be in contact with that person before they recognize a need? Rescue breeders, veterinarians, even with those little baby puppies that come in, they're usually coming in between seven and 10 weeks for their first veterinary visit real estate agents. Sometimes they are going to get that early touch on new people coming into the area. Housekeepers. Uh, housekeepers many times will find out a couple days after that puppy comes home or that rescue dog comes home because it does change their processes. So think about anyone who might have contact with that person that you want to have know about your services. So other than that, them actually recognizing a need, that's just going to be the process of them finding out. Of course, we all know that we will get pre-calls from someone who is going to be getting a puppy or an adopt a dog, and they already know they need our services, and they are on the ball, and they contact us, and they want to make sure things are set up before they get their new dog. That is the exception and not the rule, though. So we want to make sure that we have as many touches in the community so those people filter to us. So after they recognize that they do have a need for something, they have to figure out what is that something? So they are gonna start searching. They are going to talk to their friends. Hey, I've got this puppy. I have to go back to work. What do you do with your dog? So you want to make sure that you have as many opportunities out there to be the one that is sent to them. So that is really carefully working on your referral program, your outreach, making sure that, of course, all of your local pet professionals know about you. So while they are searching for solutions, they are actually going to find out about you. This is also having an incredible website if you use social media, additionally, having your social media outlets that you are using. Of course, I am a very big proponent that professional pet care services have a web page. So I will always encourage you to have a web page. I know myself, if I am looking up a business and they do not have a well done web page, I will skip and go to the next. So remember that 
your market is discerning and that is one of the standards of a professional business. So again, they've recognized their need. They are now searching for the best solution. You want to make sure that you are one of the people that they find out about. Ideally, you get an incredible referral from one of your clients or an incredible referral from your pet professionals that you're in contact with. And this is a slam dunk and they come straight to you. But let's say they are evaluating you at this point. They are checking out your service to see if your service is going to solve their problem. This is where you need to have on point messaging. They are going to be looking at your website. They're going to be looking at your social media. They are going to see what kind of value you bring to them. It is, of course, going to be, can you solve my problem? But the company that is going to present that wow factor and attract their attention is going to be the company that provides additional value and speaks to them. That's why I'd mentioned before, you want to be very clear on your messaging and have your targeted market segments really nailed down so it is very clear. You want them to read your materials and feel like you are talking directly to them. So you want to make sure that all of those are completely clear as they are evaluating you. So of course, they are going to see very clearly with your messaging that you are the absolute right person. So they are going to come directly to your company to then purchase. There is a lot that is involved in this purchase process. So your client, your potential client is contacting you and says, I would like to use your service. What is your process for that? There are several different stages just within that purchase stage of the sales funnel. There is the way that you invite them into your company, whether you do this with a form, whether you have them call you, uh, it could be high touch, it could be hands off and digital, whatever you do, make sure, of course, your modality does match the uh, customer segment, the market segment that you are looking for. Generally, um, older generations are going to want a little bit more of a personal touch and younger want to be more quick, instant, digital, get it done. There are exceptions. There are always exceptions, but after 25 years, I have seen a great transition over the last five years in what people consider as appropriate ways to onboard with a, a professional pet care company. So you want to make sure that you have that set for them. You want to make sure that their sign-up process is easy, is convenient. They're not having to jump through a million hoops and read pages and pages and pages and sign tons of forms. And you want to make sure that it's not difficult for them to communicate with you. So make sure that you've got all of those items set. This is down to their first meeting with you all the way through the actual fulfillment process where you perform your services. What is your wow factor? What parts of their service really stand out to them? 
Is it that you have an easy to use app? Is it that you have amazing notes? Can they feel how much you care for their pets in the pictures that you send to them? Uh, was your grooming service so amazing and you gave a little report card at the end that made them feel extra special? What were those wow factors in the actual purchase process? Now, we are relational companies, not transactional companies. So yes, there is an after the sale. You want them to so appreciate what you have done. You want to make sure that you do continue to nurture them and follow up with them so that you are always top of mind whenever they consider services again themselves or they talk to someone who is looking for a service. So this after the sales service, are you a company that wants them to check in when they get back home? Uh, do you contact them after their services are done and ask them how their experience was? Do you send them a request for a Google review or some other type of review? What is that process that you have? Do you send them a thank you note? This is everything that is in that period of time right after the sale. You want to make sure that you are going above and beyond what their expectations are. That moves us into the last step. We, of course, want them to return. Now, with services like midday dog walking, you are going to be touching these clients every day. It's a very high touch service. You always want to make sure you are on point. You are a great communicator and you keep that energy and passion for what you do and you make it very obvious to them every time you perform services, send a message, etc. If this is a traveling client, a grooming client, a boarding client, you can't just drop them and wait until they recognize they need to have a need again because they go right back to the top of the funnel. If you are not top of mind to them, they will dump out of that funnel and just might end up in the top again. We all know sometimes people have a large amount of time between travel dates and they might during that time, if they don't hear from you, get an amazing referral from another friend to someone else. And if you have not attached them emotionally to your service, you could lose them at the bottom of the funnel. So that return process is very important. Do you have a nurture process already set up? You should. This is not a quarterly newsletter. That is not often enough to keep someone connected to your service and what you do. Do you have a monthly newsletter? Probably still not enough. I certainly recommend that you have at least weekly touches with your clients. Now, this might be if you uh, have a smaller company and you have the majority of your clients on social media, it could be social media posting. Likely not uh, with, of course, the meta changes that have happened recently. It's a real crapshoot if you are going to even be on their feed. So I definitely don't recommend that that is the only way that you are nurturing your clients. 
I definitely recommend you look into a CRM, which is customer relationship management software. I did hear recently of some people who send out periodic emails to their clients through their uh, pet care software program. That's another thing that you can do. But one of the things that you're possibly missing is any of those clients who have inquired about your services in the past, but have not chosen to use you yet. Many times they will contact you for information and perhaps this time they found another solution, but you are still on their radar. So you want to make sure you stay on their radar and keep tickling the back of their brain with value. That's the most important thing. I'm not saying send out a cartoon every week or some sort of fluff piece. You want to make sure that you are sending value. Something that is strategic and structured so they see that headline, they see who it's from, and they want to open it to see what you have to say. So really want you guys to think about how you can touch each of those steps along the way. Let me get back to myself here. Dun, dun, dun. There. I think I figured it out. So we have gone through that sales funnel. Hopefully those different steps of the funnel make sense to you. Uh, we went through the differences between upstream marketing, downstream marketing. I want you to take time over this next, next week to think about what that upstream marketing is in your company and the downstream. So with your company, who is your target market segment? Do you have one? Make sure that there is some sort of a way for you to separate those key markets that you are passionate about serving and that you can serve the best. And how, how are you going to create services that are going to speak to them? How are you going to arrange your messaging so that they know that you are talking to them? And then of course your downstream marketing being taking it down to the ground level. Here are the actual tactics that we are going to use to reach them in our marketing and then think through all of those levels of that marketing funnel and how you can make sure that you are plugging in touches on that potential client at every step. Well, that's what I have for this week. Uh, thank you so much for joining me in these, the series that we have. So uh, this is, again, our first in the series of our sales funnel and uh, just overview of what it is. Next week, we are going to be talking about tracking any of those contacts that are coming in, how best to handle them, sort them, make sense of them, and focus on the targeting that works. Also, a bit on developing a scorecard for your metrics. After that, we are going to be going into um, how we are going to increase inquiries. So that is the top of that marketing funnel. How do we get more arrows coming in. So um, increasing our sources of coming in and how to develop a really effective lead magnet. That is going to be very important. And then the, the fourth week that we're going to have is more about that customer relationship management software and how you can move them through a nurturing series. During that one, I will be showing you how I do it in my company, um, show you some of the things that we send out, 
the format of the emails, uh, the format of, you know, our informational blogs. We have a podcast. We have several ways to reach out and touch our clients in the community to nurture, nurture, nurture them and provide value, which is the most important thing for you to make sure you do every touch with your client is provide value. So that is what I have for today. You work on this homework I'm giving you over the next week, and then we will come back next week to talk about tracking those clients and getting them worked through your funnel. So you have a wonderful weekend. I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pet Biz Hive. You can follow me at Pet Biz Hive on both Facebook and Instagram and learn more at PetSitterGuru.com. What is your next best move? <laughs>